Hello and thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, every Sunday we talk about healing and miracles, uh, which I'm going to do tonight. But I have something very specific on my heart that, this, that I believe the Spirit of the Lord has led me and wants me to say. Uh, and it's going to be in line with some of the things we've been talking about, but it's going to specifically focus on what, what is it going to take for us to, to walk in the manifest presence of God in our lives? What is it going to take for us to have the Spirit of God and the anointing flow through us the way He desires to? And, uh, you know, last week I was talking about the, the visible manifest presence of God. Uh, in, in, in the Bible, you see when, when God's power manifest, incredible things happen. Uh, these days, people say, well, you know, it was very powerful in my church. You know, I, I just felt the presence of God and I had some tingles, um, you know, and, and that's great. <laughs> I'm glad they enjoyed it. But in the Bible, the, there was visible display, visible demonstration, uh, and, and to a level and to a degree that, mo that, that is foreign to many people today. Uh, you know, you, even Moses and splitting the Red Sea, but the ministry of Jesus and, and, and the way his power operated and the things that happened uh, is beyond the comprehension of many Christians. And it's because we really haven't, I, I believe we've been operating on almost a lower level of power for a better way to describe it. We, we've not really stepped into the fullness of the manifestation of the power of God. But it's in my, it's on my heart and, and things are stirring and have been stirring inside of me for, for a while now. But more and more and more, it's on my heart that it, the Spirit of God is calling our generation to step into some things. And in order for that to happen, he's also calling us higher into him. And some of us have been talking about these things uh, in some of the groups that I'm involved in. But I, there's some things I want to talk about regarding that tonight. And we're going to focus in on some things. And what is it going to take to really take a step up and, and walk in the manifest presence of God and become vessels that are clothed in his power? See, in the Bible, you see this kind of terminology. Jesus, just before he ascended into heaven, uh, he, he talked about you shall be endued with power in one. Uh, I think it's the one, one translation says endued. But that word means clothed, clothed in power. And it's not really talking about the Holy Spirit just living inside of you. It's, it's talking about clothed in his power. Uh, and, and I want to I, I'm I'm, I just start off with something about Jesus and just point this out. But then but just stick with me tonight. I'm going somewhere with this. And I want to really look at what is it going to take and, and, and what is necessary in order for us to come to the place where God's power is manifesting through us. And we have people who are clothed in his power in our generation. This is what the Spirit of the Lord wants. I believe it's what he's calling us into. He, he's bringing us up to a place of walking in higher levels of his glory and his presence. But it, it, this is not a light thing. This is not a flippant, casual thing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take us really understanding what kind of vessels God flows through, what kind of people he uses. Uh, and, and in the Bible, we've got examples of vessels, but I'm going to show you some things uh, from the word tonight. And I believe this is going to stir you up. Now, some of the things I'm going to say now, I'm going to give a disclaimer right now. And I make no apology for it, but some people are not going to like it uh, because they want to live casual Christianity. They want to live, play around and mess around Christianity. 
But it's God is calling us into a place where we start to, to really reverence and honor him on a higher level and honor the things of God on a higher level and begin to understand the seriousness of some things. Now, when I say seriousness, I mean, it's okay to laugh and have a good time. But let's look at some things from the word. Stick with me. In Mark chapter five, and I'm not going to read the whole passage, but we have the, the woman with the issue of blood. And, and what many of us know the passage, but from verse 25, it talks about her condition. It talks about how she came in the press behind and she said something. She said, if I may just touch his clothes, I shall be made well or I shall be healed. And, 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 and there's, there's this repetition through the, pa through the passage that she wanted to touch, not just touch Jesus, touch his clothes, touch his garments. And this is because in the Old Covenant, in the, in the Old Testament scriptures, they understood that, that, that a prophet's coat or what is called the mantle in some translations represented the anointing and represented the power and presence of God upon that person. And uh, with Elijah and Elisha, you see the mantle was involved in the miraculous. And it's not because this, it was something special just about the mantle, but it was symbolic of the anointing and the power and the presence of God. And, and, and even in, in the Gospels, when they were looking for, there were prophecies in the Old Testament about the one who was coming. And the prophecies talked about it's going to be someone that the spirit of the Lord is upon. So they were looking for someone that had the spirit of God upon their lives. And, and, and what that meant to them is exactly what they saw in the old covenant that it meant. Well, it's the old covenant to us, but they're scriptures. And in the old covenant, they, they, they saw that when the spirit of the Lord was upon someone, God would manifest through that person. See, the spirit of the Lord was upon people that we read about in the Old Testament. Moses, Elijah, Elisha, uh, and Gideon. And, and, and Samson and, and these other people, the, the things that were accomplished through them were because of the spirit of the Lord upon their lives. And they were vessels that God could manifest his power through. So when Jesus came on this earth, they understood that he, the spirit of the Lord is upon them. And this woman said, I just want to touch his clothes. If I can just touch his clothes, I know I will come into contact with power and that power will set me free and heal me. And even it says here in verse 30, after she touched him, it says this, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself, notice this, that power had gone out of him. Something was transferred from him into this woman. Something flowed from him. And some people might have heard about the, you know, the power of God. And when we lay hands on the sick, it's the power of God that's transferred. But I, let's, let's just be honest. A lot of people are not really seeing that power manifesting and showing up like we see it in scripture. And, you know, we say, oh, by faith, we believe the power is present. And I believe faith is an important factor. But I, I want to, there's something that, 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 that really stirred with me as I was preparing this. You see, you know, a lot of Christians are struggling to come into contact with the power of God. Now, we've been taught that we have faith to believe God. And, and it's important. This woman who touched Jesus, her, her, there was faith on her side to receive, but she came into contact with power that was upon Jesus. And, and, and in her instance, it was, a, you know, it, it was easy or convenient in one sense because Jesus was right there, visible in front of her. She could touch him and come into direct contact with that power. You see, there's a lot of Christians that are struggling to come into contact with the power of God somewhere they don't know where.
because it's like they, 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 they're trying to come into direct contact because they need the power of God to flow into their lives. And many people struggle to come into direct contact with that power in their own lives. And I believe that that what God wants and God's desire and what we need is we need vessels that are clothed in that power that people can come into contact with. Uh, you see, it's God's desire. And you see this many times in scripture that God would clothe a human being in his power. And that so that that human being carried the power of God in their lives, because there are many people that if they can't come into direct contact with the power of God through a vessel that's clothed in that power, they, they, they're going to struggle to come into contact with the power of God any other way. So it's God's desire, just like Jesus walked on this earth clothed in power. Uh, it's his desire that, that his people, his vessels, us, the body of Christ, believers, know what it is to walk in power to that level and to that degree. Because, you see, when he put his Holy Spirit on the inside of us, many people know the scripture. Uh, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We know that scripture, but many people almost scratch their head at that scripture and say, well, I know it's true, but I've got the Holy Spirit, so where's the power? <laughs> and they're trying to understand, well, aren't I supposed to have power in my life if I got the Holy Spirit? Where is that power? So there's many people that even have the Holy Spirit and they talk about the Holy Spirit that are still just as puzzled about where this power is. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. And we're going to look at some things. Stick with me. See, many people struggle to really come into contact with that power. And what they need is vessels that are clothed in that power. Vessels that are already themselves in contact with that power. Vessels who, who, are, who, who, who are walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and they are clothed in it. So that power is able to flow through them into the people around us, in the world around us. Now, see, after Jesus, after Jesus went up into heaven and he said to his disciples, this same Holy Spirit's coming upon you. You see them stepping in. You see people like Stephen and Philip. And that power began to manifest through them in the same way because they were clothed in power in the same way. And I noticed something. I want to look at something here in Acts. I'm, I'm just laying a groundwork here, but I'm going somewhere because I, there's some things I want to say about what is it going to take to be the kind of vessel that the power of God flows through. I'm convinced that the problem is not lack of power a lot of the times that, that people are struggling with in the church. I think the problem is lack of vessels that God can flow his power through. Uh, see, it, it, the Bible shows us there's some think particular things about the vessel that enables God's power to flow. There's some particular things and God moves through particular kinds of vessels. And, and, and as God calls us higher, uh, there's some things that, that he is looking for in the vessels that he wants to use. And, and there's a place he wants to bring us where we are vessels that he is able to clothe in his power to this degree. And this is what we need to begin to see in the word. And I'm going to show this to you. Like I said, not everybody's going to like this message. You get people going to, because they want to be casual with their Christianity. They, you know, they're just going to tune out and run away. Oh, I don't want to listen to that. But the hearts that are hungry, hearts that want more of God, that's who I'm talking to right now. And hearts that want to respond and say, God, whatever it takes, whatever price, whatever it takes, whatever you show me in your word I, that it's going to take, I want to respond to that. And I want to give your word that place and honor you to the degree that I need to do. 
Because you see, I, I believe there's been a lack of, of some honor even of the things of God in the church. People have treated the things of God like a plaything and casual and been casual in their lifestyles and not honored God in the way that they should. And it's a big part of why there's, such, there's, there's not a manifestation of his glory and his power like there should be. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Let me get there. But let's look here in Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, verse 12 says this. Through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done. Now, there's some groups that'll say, well, yes, that because they were the apostles and, and it was special to them only. Now, I don't believe scripture teaches that. It wasn't just the apostles. In fact, even in the book of Acts itself, and I mentioned Stephen and Philip, there were people who were not apostles who walked in this as well. This was not just exclusive to this group of people. But what I want you to see in this verse is it says is through the hands of the apostles. The key there is that God manifested signs and wonders and miracles through vessels. These things happened through vessels. And we're going to talk about the vessel in just a moment. I just want you to see this clearly. Now, that was verse 12. Now, let's read verse 15. Verse 15 says this. Uh, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches. So because of these, the miraculous manifesting, the power of God operating through these vessels, they, this, they, crowds began, they began to line the street with sick people and they'd bring them out. And you don't get the impression it's one or two here. You get the impression they are lining the streets with the sick and, and bringing them out. And then it says this, that, the, that at least the shadow of Peter the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Notice this. Peter is walking in such a high level of being clothed in the presence of God that you just have to come in the general vicinity around his shadow. And just the power of God would hit people and people would get set free and healed. He doesn't even, he's not even laying hands or touching them. It's just they're getting close enough. He is so clothed. He is walking in such a level of the power of God that it is affecting the whole environment around him and that people get within a certain closeness, just miracles would begin to happen in their lives. That is a, is a high level of power. And that is foreign to a lot of people who've never even comprehended that level of power. That's why they look and the natural mind looks and says, well, yes, but that was just Peter. See, people want to explain these things away because they're not walking in it. And they want to justify why it was only for that generation. But that's not what the word of God teaches. God, God, God shows, shows in his word that this is for more than just the apostles. And it's, we're supposed to still be walking in that as a body of Christ. We're going to look at in a moment what it's going to take and why we're not. Okay. Notice this in, in, in the shadow of Peter. But I want you to notice something else from verse 15. I mentioned it a moment ago. They are lining the streets with sick people. People are bringing this out. Now look at verse 16. It says, also a multitude gathered. A multitude, that's a crowd of people. Why is this crowd gathering? Are they gathering because Peter is a very eloquent preacher who knows how to polish a sermon? Are they gathering because Peter knows how, all the, how to give a theologically expert talk? No, there's no mention of that. They're not gathering to, 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 to hear a nice talk. They are gathering because God's power is manifesting. And vessels clothed in the power of God are walking the streets of Jerusalem 
and it is affecting the environment. And it says a multitude gathered. Notice it's not just from Jerusalem. Multitudes gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem. People began to flock into this place, bringing sick people and those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And they, they were all healed, not just one or two of them, all healed. It says that. The, the, this, the, these vessels clothed and walking in the power of God. Things are happening, but it's having an effect on the community, on the people around them. You know, I was reading this and I just began to think of myself. Yeah, there's so much talk in these, these days in churches about how to get a crowd of people. You know, how can you get people to come to your church? Well, maybe if, you know, maybe you need to throw a good coffee morning, you know, and, and if, we have a, if we have all the right programs on, people will come in. And, and, you know, and maybe 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 we need a good light show during our praise and worship. And if the lights are flashing just right, people will like it and they'll want to come back. And then there's people think, well, you know, if you've got the right beat to your music, it'll be popular and people will come in. And, and, and then you get pastors running them. They're going to marketing conferences about how to market your church and, and, and how to do this. And if you do these three programs, your church will grow. You know why? We're trying to make up for our lack of the power of God by putting all these natural things in place because we think this is going to all grow the church. The real problem is we don't have what they have. When they walked in the manifest presence of God and God was flowing through them, they had no problem getting a crown. Man, there's a lot of talk these days about revival. You know what? It, 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 revival will happen when, when some people start walking in the clothed manifest presence of God. And they come up higher in the things of God to the point that they are walking in God's manifest presence, clothed in his power. And God begins to flow through people to this level. You know what will happen? The crowds will come running because they will know that in that place, Healing takes place. They will know that in that place, power manifests. But in order for that to happen, it's not going to happen because you, you preach a polished sermon. And you know how to say things right. It's not going to happen because you're theologically trained in all the right Greek and Hebrew. It's not going to happen because you know how to put on a good coffee morning at your church. It's going to happen because you come up higher in God and you know how to become a vessel clothed in his glory and clothed in his power that he can flow through and that he can manifest through. And this is so much that is lacking. And it's why we do not walk and see a lot of the things happening a lot of the times. And I want to I, I want to look at this. Why did they why in the book of Acts did it explode and the crowds begin to come? It wasn't because of their programs. Even Paul said this. He said, I don't want your faith in the eloquency and the wisdom of word and wisdom of my words. I want your faith in the power of God and the demonstration of the spirit of God that's happening in that place. Too often we're trying to make up with natural programs our own lack of the presence of God. But it is time. And, I, and I'm preaching this a bit different tonight because this, is, this message is in my heart. And I believe the Spirit of God wanted me to say this. But it is time for a group of people to begin to be, walk in his manifest presence and to become clothed in his glory, clothed in his presence, so that we walk in that level of the presence of God in our lives. Now, here's the question. What is it going to take? What is it going to take? To, to walk in his power and presence, not just say, oh, yes, you know, I've got the Holy Spirit. I've got the power of the Lord on me. Glory to God. I had some tingles last night. But to 
for, for that power to really manifest. Like we see in the Bible and for things happen, there is a far higher level of the glory and the power of God than most Christians are even can even comprehend and, are, and, and can see. But God is calling us into that place, but it's going to take some things. Now, I started off tonight, we've talked a little about the vessel, the vessel. Jesus was a vessel that was clothed in power. Peter was a vessel that was clothed in power. And these other people that God operated through. And I want to talk a little bit about the vessel. This is what I want to share with you. I want you to see some things about the vessel. I, I do not believe that God manifests his glory and his power to this level through just any vessel. When you look at the people God used in scripture, there are things about them that stand out. There are characteristics that, that will show you why God was able to move through them. And in fact, the New Testament talks about the vessel. It talks about us as a vessel and the way we are to be as a vessel. And God didn't put those instructions in there because he was bored one day and didn't know what to write. He put those in there because God knows that in order for him to use vessels on this earth the way he wants to, he needs vessels that are functioning the way he told us to function. And the enemy, the enemy has, 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 has really pulled the blinders over the church in some areas to the point that we have become so casual with some of the things of God. And we've become so much looking like the world. And, and, and you can't even tell the difference half the time between Christians and the world and church and the world and, and all kinds of things. We think, oh, this is OK. You know, it's all right. This is Christianity. This is so contrary to the teachings of the Bible. And it is so contrary to the things that God even says in the New Testament. And I believe it's one of the reasons there's very little lack of the, of the manifest presence of God in our midst. And I'm going to say some serious things now, but I'm going to show you in scripture. But if your heart is hungry and you grab a hold of these things, I believe it'll show you the way up to a higher place in God where he can be a vessel that God uses and manifests through. Now, let me read you a few scriptures. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse seven. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven says this, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So Paul writes here about, he says, we've got a treasure in earthen vessels. Now, first of all, a treasure is something valuable. If, if something is valuable to you, you treat it right. Something that's cheap, something that's old, something that's meaningless, we don't treat right. Doesn't matter if it gets dented, scratched, beaten. It, it doesn't matter how you treat it. But if something is a treasure, you value it and you treat it right. So Paul, Paul doesn't just say, oh, you know, we've got something on the inside of us. He says we have a treasure inside of us. Now, if we could begin to grasp, if we as believers could begin to grasp the treasure that God has placed on the inside of us, we might view it differently and value it a lot more than we do. But that's not my primary point here. We have a treasure in earthen vessels. Notice this, earthen vessels, the vessel that's you. The vessel is the container of that treasure. And in order for that treasure to show up, the vessel plays a part. God uses vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Then he goes on and he talks about the power of God. He says that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Okay, but it, it, some it, in the version I just read, it doesn't come across as clearly. But that word excellence of power, it's talking about the magnitude and the size of the power. It's got to do with power that is thrown way beyond in size. It's not talking about a little bit of power. 
Uh, some translations say the exceeding greatness of the power. Others say the all-prevailing power. Others talk about the unparalleled power. Okay, and it says that that power is of God. It, may, it says that, that the power, that that level of power, may be of God, not of us. And and this is important as well. You see, the power is from God. You can't fake it. You can't fake it. But He puts that power in us as vessels. And in order for that power to be able to flow through us into others, the power is from Him. But the vessel that that power is in has a big effect as to whether that power is able to flow through them, manifest, and do things to the level that God wants to do them. So he talks about vessels. We're vessels of that power. This is not, this is not a, a light truth. This is, this is a treasure. And, and if we begin to realize what God's put inside of us and value it and treat it the way he tells us to, he tells us how we should honor the things of God. If we treat this as a treasure and value it the way he tells us to, maybe maybe we'll begin to stepping into it flowing and happening through us more. Now let's talk a bit more about the vessel. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, you might have heard this scripture before. We're going to do this and then one more scripture. And I want, I, stick with me to the last scripture. Okay. But 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 says this, In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. So he talks about two different types of vessels. There's the gold and silver vessels. There's the wood and the clay vessels. Then he says some for honor and some for dishonor. See, so he's, he's just, it's the same two types of vessels. The, the gold and the silver, vessels for honor. The clay and the wood, vessels for dishonor. So he put them into two categories. And therefore, in verse, in verse 21 says this, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter. Now, the latter means out of these two vessels, the second one that he mentioned. And the second one he mentioned was the vessels for dishonor. He says, this, if anyone cleanses himself from being a vessel of dishonor, he will be a vessel for honor. Now, I love this because it doesn't say that you are automatically a vessel for honor. He says the ones that become vessels for honor are the ones that have cleansed themselves from being a vessel of dishonor. In fact, the indication is we all start as the wrong type of vessel. The, the ones that become vessels of honor are the ones that have gone through a process and something has changed in, in, in them as a vessel. He, he will be a vessel for honor. And then he says this about these vessels for honor, sanctified and useful for the master sanctified and useful. Now, if something is useful, that means you can use it. If he tells us that the vessels for honor are useful vessels, that indicates the vessels for dishonor are not useful vessels. See, not every vessel is useful and usable to God. The Bible shows us vessels he couldn't use. Shows us how he, even he, with King David, he searched for the right vessel that he could use the way he wanted to. And I believe that the, the, the heart of the father even now is looking for the right vessels that he is able to use the way he wants to. Not every vessel is useful and not every vessel is usable. Now, if I want to be used by God, 
If I want God to manifest through me, and if I want to walk in his presence and for his power, be clothed in his power to be able to touch humanity around me, then I, I have to read this verse and turn to, turn to Father God and say, Father, what will make a vessel useful to you? I want to be that useful vessel. I want to be the kind of vessel you can use the way you want to and to the degree and to the level that you want to. See, it, it, the problem has not been lack of power. God's never run out of power. He's got an incredible level of it beyond comprehension. The problem has been lack of vessels that the power can manifest through. And, and, and has been lack of people who are going to become vessels he can use and who are willing to become vessels, who are willing to go through the process that he says, this is what it's going to take. And he tells us in his word what it's going to take. And I'm going to look in just a moment. But he's he, but a bit of the clue is here in verse 21. He said he talks about useful vessels, but he also said sanctified and useful vessels that are sanctified and useful. That word sanctified means set apart, consecrated. And one translation says most holy. Uh, the, 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 the meanings of the original word there basically means to separate from profane things and to dedicate to God. Vessels that have become separated, vessels that have become dedicated unto him alone and consecrated uniquely and exclusively to his purposes. Vessels that have been willing to say that I am not for the use of anything or anyone else but the Lord. I'm not for the use of sin. I'm not for the use of ungodliness. I am a set-apart vessel that is for his use only. And, and it, uh, see, God is looking for people whose hearts will begin to cry out and say, Lord, I want to be the kind of vessel you could use. And I will, I'm willing to, for anything, if, you, if there's things you say, Lord God, you need to separate from some things. You need to, you need to, there's some things you need to stop doing. If, you, if God says that, that, if you want to be a usable vessel and the spirit of God says that, then you will do that. And you'll say, I'll, I'll do what needs to be done. But you see, many, many Christians will hear a message like this and they'll say, oh, it's not that important. No, you, you just do whatever you want to do. God loves you anyway. And you, you see in that. An attitude that doesn't value and, and, and treasure the things of God and treat them with the value that they are due. And therefore despises and almost is casual with these things. And this is one of the things that, that, that's a problem at the moment. This is a problem within Christianity. It is we do not know what it is like to function in a way where we are separated unto the Lord. And as a result, we're not experiencing his glory and his power and his presence. We, we, we're, not, we're not seeing that manifestation where people are clothed in power like we read in the Bible. It's because to many, many people, the things of God have become cheap and casual. It's almost like a plaything. They treat the things of God like a plaything, and then they run along and do whatever they want in their lives. God's looking, and this message is a call, God's looking for vessels that are going to say, Lord, I'm going to treasure the, th the things of God the way they should be treaded, and I'm going to honor you the way you should be honored 
And I'm not going to treat the things of God like a plaything. I'm going to I'm going to realize that how that you take these things seriously because I want to be a vessel of honor unto the Lord that you can use. Now, kind of messages like this used to be preached years ago in Christianity and some way we lost it. Some way they just don't get preached as much because people people want to hear the popular things. But you see, the Bible talks about a day where People will have itching ears where they will just want to hear what they want to hear out of the Bible and not hear the other things. God warned us about a day that was coming like that. Here's the shock. We're in that day right now. It's people that don't want to hear certain truths. They don't want to hear certain things in the Bible. All they want to hear is you can live however you like, do whatever you like, treat God playfully, and because of his grace and his love, he'll just let you into heaven. That's what they want to hear. And they'll push away any message that says anything else. I want to read you something out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, before I do, I'm going to repeat what I said a moment ago. God is wanting to manifest his power and his glory through vessels, through his people. But in order for that to happen, he is saying you need to come up to a higher level. I, I'm calling you up to a higher level. Because there's things that I want to do through you to a higher degree. But it's going to take seeing some things in the word of God and recognizing what it's going to take to be that kind of vessel. Let's look at what he says here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 3. You're going to see in a moment he's going to talk about the vessel again. In fact, it's in verse 4 he talks about the vessel. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, let's start here. I'm going to go through this passage, then we're going to end for tonight. But this passage is really bringing together where I've been heading. And I'm, there's probably people who've got bored already and signed out. Oh, I don't want to listen. Let's go listen to something else. But I believe the hungry will hear this. See, Jesus talked about people who are hungry. See, he, 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 he said there's something about hungry people. Is that not everybody's as hungry for things right now god's looking for particular type of christians ones who are hungry ones who are willing to pay a price ones who are willing to hear what his word has to say so that he can do through them what he needs to do 1 thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 says this for this is the will of god and many people say oh you know how do we know the will of god well one way you know it is he tells you right here he tells you this is the will of god he's going to lay it out Openly, blatantly, line upon line, tell you right here what his will is. This is the will of God. Now, the way it's written in the one translation I'm reading says this, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. Let me read you this out of a couple of other translations. It says this, one translation says, this is God's purpose, that you should be pure. Another translation says, that you should be holy. Another translation says, that you should be consecrated. Another translation, uh, this is the Amplified, says that you should be separated and set apart for pure and holy living. This is the will of God. This is God's plan. This is his purpose. It's not a popular message in Christianity right now. I don't care. I'm going to preach it anyway. Right now, there is a need for this to move through the church. For, for, for a group of people to begin to realize that God wants me to be pure and holy and sanctified and set apart unto him. 
and to separate from some things. And some of us have been talking about this in smaller meetings this week. I wasn't going to do this tonight, but the Spirit of God says do it because I know this is going out publicly on Facebook and some of us have been talking about this and, and the Spirit of God says, no, do it. Not everyone's going to want to hear it. They need to hear it. But those who are hungry, I believe, will respond. This is the will of God. Okay, that you should be pure, that you be holy, that you should be consecrated, that you should be separated, set apart for pure and holy living. That's what the different translations say. Okay, then it goes on. It's the, the, the version I'm reading says this, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. Verse four, I paused there so that could sink in. Verse four, he's still continuing. This is the will of God that. Each of you, so this phrase that he started in verse 3, this is God's will, this is God's purpose, this is God's plan. He's following through. First of all, he says it's God's plan that we should be pure, holy, set apart, and sanctified unto him. That there's some things we should abstain from. There's some things that shouldn't be happening in the lives of some Christians. Now, if you value the things of God, you'll want to get these things right. If the things of God are cheap to you, then you'll, and, and if salvation is cheap to you, you'll just say, oh, it doesn't matter. I can do those things and still go to heaven. That's a casual attitude toward the things of God. Verse 4, that, you, that each of you, this is still the will of God, that each of you should know how to possess his vessel, his own vessel. There's the vessel again. The vessel is, is what God's power flows through and his glory manifests through. He's telling you some things about the condition of the vessel. Vessels have got to be in a particular condition for him to do some things. That you should know how to possess, that, sorry, that, that you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. There's the word honor. Honor has to do with value again. Remember Paul said there's a treasure inside of you. Honor has got to do with the value and the reverence that you place on some things. And if things have value and you reverence them right, you're going to treat them right. If we value the presence and anointing of God and the Holy Spirit that he's placed on the inside of me, that is that should affect the way I treat what he's put inside, inside of me. And then the other thing he said there, possess his vessel in sanctification. That word sanctification has got to do with holiness and purity. Holiness and purity. Now, the, the, the passage has still got some more to say. We keep reading. Verse 5 says, not in passion of lust. Now, different translations talk about not in the lust of carnal desire, not for the mere gratification of his passions. Okay? It goes on, and, 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 and it talks about, uh, it, 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 I'm going to skip verse 6. Verse 7 says this, 4, 4. God did not call us to uncleanness, but to holiness, but in holiness. God did not call us to uncleanness. The Amplified Bible says this. God did not call us to impurity, but to consecration, to dedicate ourselves to the most through purity. Now, verse 8 
is notice this what he they are talking about this what he says therefore he who rejects this rejects what what he's just talked about about sanctification purity coming out from some things he who rejects this does not reject man but god who has also given us his holy spirit god says you reject what i'm saying here that is a rejection of him personally because this is important to him so i've got something going on here with the dogs but i want you to get a hold of this i want you to hear what i've just shared with you that god has called us to be pure and holy vessels that he wants to use let that sink in and get a hold of what i've shared with you tonight because this is going to affect whether we're walking in his glory and in his presence the way he wants us to